I don't know why, but I really enjoy gangster movies. <laughs> From Goodfellas to Godfather to Casino to American Gangster to The Pardon, the list goes on. To Michael Corleone to Tommy DeVito uh, to James Conway. But, you know, the truth is, with those gangster movies and with the mob uh, in general, they have this twisted idea of family. They have this twisted idea of what family is, right? You don't go against the family. You do whatever the godfather of the family tells you to do, whether you like it or not. And you are to be about the family business. To become a made man, to join the family business, you have to do a job for the family. And every single time, it costs you something to join a mob family. Well, as we're going to see today, Jesus invites us to join the family of God, but unlike the mob, it doesn't cost us a thing. Because as we're going to see today, Jesus has already paid our adoption fee into the family of God. And instead of unsightly, horrible jobs, Jesus invites us to life-giving, eternity-changing work of the kingdom of God. So let's dig in this morning. Let's see not only how we can join the family of God, but how we can be about the family business. Let's learn how we can serve God the Father and not the Godfather. So if you have your Bibles, if you would, turn with me over to the book of Matthew, chapter 12. We'll be there at the end of Matthew 12. If you don't have a Bible, we have some on the back table. We would love to give you a copy of God's Word uh, to take home, or if you just need one to borrow, Matthew chapter 12, and if you're looking for it, Matthew is on the right side of your Bible, and it's the first book of the New Testament. It's one of four books that we call Gospels, and that word Gospel means good news, because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us the good news about Jesus. Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to start there in verse 46, so read along with me. It says, while Jesus was talking to the crowds, his mother and his brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Let's pause there for just a moment. If you remember from a, a few weeks back, we saw that Jesus was being confronted by the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And while he is there talking not only to them, but also talking to the rest of the crowd that had gathered around to see this confrontation happen, um, Jesus' mother Mary and his brothers come up wanting to speak to him. And Jesus responds with, well, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Had Jesus forgotten about Mary? Had Jesus forgotten about his, his brothers and the rest of his family? Had Jesus disowned his family? No. Instead, Jesus is going to use this as an opportunity to teach these people who had gathered around, this crowd that had gathered around, that there is something greater than blood. And this point will become a reality for so many who follow Jesus and will end up being disowned by their, only, their, uh, their, their own families because they decide to follow 
Jesus. And so for them to learn that even if their blood family rejects them, they still have a place in the family of God will become so important for so many who come to follow Jesus. Now, Jesus isn't trying to disrespect his mother or to his rest of his family here. In fact, if you'll remember, while Jesus is, is hanging on the cross, dying, he turns to John, one of his disciples, and because he cared so much for his mother Mary, he tells John to make sure that he looks after his mother. So Jesus isn't trying to disrespect his mom or his family here, but Jesus wants to help this crowd to see what is most important. And what's most important is the family of God and his family business. Let's look at verse 49. Jesus continues, pointing to his disciples, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brothers and my sisters and my mother. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Whoever does what God, the heavenly Father wills, Jesus tells us is part of the family of God. Jesus says that his brothers and his sisters are those who do the will of God the Father. Friends, if we are part of the family of God, then we will do the will of God. Now, so many people think that the will of God is somehow this ambiguous thing, right? Like something that we may or may not be able to know. Um, Well, you you can't know what God's will is. You can't know what he wants you to do. Well, God's will is not some ambiguous thing. God has revealed his will to us right here in his word, the Bible. This is God's word. It is God-breathed. And it reveals to us what God's will is for our lives. And all we have to do is pick it up and read it. That's why we want to be a people that is growing by studying the Bible together. Not just so that we can know it and fill our head with knowledge, but so that we can daily live it out, daily obey what it teaches us. We want to be like the Bereans and examine Scripture every single day so that we can know what the will of God is and so that we can live and obey what the will of God is. Because, as Jesus tells us here in Matthew 12, If we know and obey the will of God, if we do what the will of God is, then we are part of the family of God. So what's God's will revealed to us through his word tell us about joining the family of God? And what does God's will reveal to us through his word tell us about the family business? Well, let's start first with looking at how do we join the family of God. Well, friends, we join the family of God through adoption. Now, today, 
in the United States, it costs somewhere between twenty dollars and $45,000 to adopt a child. That's the cost of adoption in the United States today. Now, I am very thankful that there are many different programs and organizations out there that help uh, families and help kids who are in that situation to cover those costs of adoption. They help these kids find their families and find their forever families. But friends, with adoption, there's always a fee. With adoption, there is always a cost. A cost, And the same is true for us. When we are adopted into the family of God, there is a cost that has to be paid for our adoption. Listen to what Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 4. He says in verse 4, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive what? Adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Paul tells us that at the set time, God sent his son Jesus to redeem us, to adopt us into his family. Jesus has paid our adoption fee. Jesus has paid the price for us to be set free. It doesn't cost us anything, but it still costs. And Jesus has paid it. His sacrifice on the cross has paid for our adoption into the family of God. By his sacrifice, we can be set free. We can become sons and daughters of God. Friends, maybe this morning your own families have rejected you. Or maybe your own families have mistreated you. Or maybe, maybe this morning you have been living for sin. Maybe this morning you have been living in addiction. Maybe this morning you have been living for self. Or maybe this morning, like the prodigal son, you have just been have spent your life wasted, wasting your inheritance, living for money and pleasure in the moment. Maybe this morning you think that there is no way that God would ever want me as their son as a son or daughter. Friends, I want you to know this morning that no matter what you've done, friends, no matter what you have become, friends, no matter where you have been, God demonstrates his own love for you in this. While you are a sinner, Jesus died for you so that you can be adopted 
into the family of God. But friends, the choice is still yours. Will you accept the price that Jesus has paid for your adoption? Or will you walk away and continue to waste your life? To continue to live for things that will never satisfy? Friends, Jesus has paid the cost, but you must put your faith, your trust in him. Jesus has paid the cost, but you must repent of your sins and meet him in baptism. It's a beautiful story that illustrates the example of Jesus' invitation that he gives us. And I've shared this story before, but it bears repeating. And Max Licato writes about this story of a young girl from Brazil who wanted to see the world. This is what he writes. He says, get discontent with home, having only a pallet on the floor and a wash basin in the corner and a wood-burning stove, she dreamed of a better life in the city. So one morning, she slipped away, breaking her mother's heart. Knowing what life would be like on the streets for her young daughter, Maria hurried and packed her bag to go and find her daughter. And on the way to the bus stop, she made one last stop at the drugstore to get one last thing pictures. As Maria sat in the photo booth, she closed the curtain. She spent all that she could on pictures of herself. And so with a purse full of black and white photos, she boarded the next bus to the city. Maria knew that her daughter, Christina, had no way of earning money. And she knew also that her daughter was stubborn to give up. When pride meets hunger, a human will do things that before are unthinkable. So knowing this, Maria began to search for her daughter in the bars and the hotels and the nightclubs and any place with a bad reputation. And so she went to them all. And at each place she would leave one of those pictures on the mirror in the bathroom and the hotel lobby bulletin board or fastened on the corner of a phone booth. And on the back of each of those photos, she left a little note. But it wasn't long before the money and the photos both ran out, so Maria had to go home. So Maria, this weary mother, wept on the bus as she began her long journey back to her small village. It was a few weeks later when young Christina descended the hotel stairs, and her young face was tired. Her brown eyes no longer danced with youth, but spoke of pain and fear. Her laughter was broken. Her dreams had become nightmares. And a thousand times over, she longed to trade those countless beds for her secure pallet on the floor in her small little village. But her village and her mother, in so many different ways, felt too far away. But Christina, as she reached the bottom of the stairs that day, she noticed a familiar face looking back at her. She looked again, and on the lobby mirror, she saw a small picture of her mother. Christina's eyes burned and her throat tightened. She walked across the lobby and removed the photo. And written on the back of this photo, the note was this invitation that her mother had given her. He just simply said, whatever you've done, whatever you've become, doesn't matter. Come home.
And she did. Friends, the invitation that Jesus gives you today is the same. Whatever you've done, whatever you have become, it doesn't matter. Come home. Come home. He invites you to come, to be adopted into the family of God, to come home today. So friends, if you're ready, I'm going to be in the lobby when this message is over, and I would love to talk with you today about what it looks like to accept Jesus' adoption into the family of God and what it looks like to come home to Jesus today. But friends, once we have joined the family of God, once we are adopted into the family of God, this is only where it starts. This is only the beginning. Because then we join the family business. And there are many jobs and many responsibilities in the family of God. But as we kind of come to the end, I want to just focus on the two main responsibilities and jobs that we have in the family of God business. First, it's important to know that in the family of God, everyone has a job. And every job is essential. Paul tells us that there are many different jobs that Jesus has given us, like the apostles and the prophets and the pastors and teachers. And Jesus says that these jobs have been given to equip all the rest of us to do our jobs that Jesus has also given to us, to equip the people for service in the family of God business, the kingdom of God. But friends, no matter what our job is, no matter what our role and our responsibilities are, each and every one of us in the family of God has a job to do, and every job is essential to help build up the body of Christ, to help build up the church, to help equip and encourage and correct and to serve the church. Everyone has a job, and every job is important. This is what Paul tells us in Ephesians 4 verse 15. He says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. From him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament, growing and building itself up in love as each part does its work. Friends, in the family of God, in the church, in the kingdom of God, we are held together by Jesus. And each and every one of us has a job to do so that we can all grow. So that as the family of God, as the body of Jesus Christ, so that as the church, we can become spiritually strong and spiritually mature. Paul will later tell us in Romans that we all have different gifts that are given to us when we join the family of God by God's grace. 
Some of us have been given the gift of God to proclaim the messages of God. Others have been given the gifts to help serve the needs of others. Others have been given the gifts of of teaching and others of encouraging and others in giving and others in leading and others showing mercy. But Paul says no matter what our jobs and responsibilities are within the body of Christ, no matter what our gifts are, we are to use them to build up the church and to bring glory to to God. Friends, in the family of God business, there is a job for everyone, and every job is essential. The other responsibility that all of us have, not only do we have a job and is it essential, but the other responsibility that all of us have in the family business is to invite others to join the family. To invite others to join the family of God. After Jesus had risen from the dead, he was getting ready to ascend to the Father. And Jesus gives his final commission for the family business. And he says, with all authority in heaven and on earth, he tells us, he commissions us, he commands all of us to go and to do this. In Matthew 28, verse 18, he says, therefore, go. And make disciples of all nations. And then he tells us how to do that. By baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey all everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Friends, in the family of God, our family business is to go and to make disciples of Jesus. We do this by inviting others to join the family of God, by baptizing them and teaching them to obey Jesus. And Jesus promises us that he will be with us always to the very end of the age. Friends, here at Journey Church, we say it like this. Well, this is how we say that we want to go and make disciples We say that we want to help everyone discover their relationship with Jesus. And we do that by all of us. Notice that we don't say some of us or one of us or three of us. We say by all of us going and building authentic relationships with the lost in our community and around the world to communicate the gospel of Jesus in ways that everyone can understand. This is even one of our goals as a church, that we would each one reach one. Friends, in the family of God, everyone has a job to help build up the body of Christ, to build up the church. Every job is essential, and all of us have the responsibility to invite others to join the family of God. So friends, as we close today, I want to leave you with these two questions that I believe that each and every one of us needs to answer. The first is this. What's your job? And the second is who are you inviting to join the family of God? What's your job? And who are you inviting to join the family of God? Friends, the invitation is open to you. Whatever you've done, whatever you've become, wherever you have been, it doesn't matter. 
come home today. Come and be adopted into the family of God today. Jesus has already paid your adoption fee. So won't you come and join the family of God today? Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you. We thank you that we can be your sons and daughters, not because we deserve it, but because your son Jesus has paid the price for us to forgive us, to redeem us, to adopt us into your family. Father, we also thank you that not only can we be redeemed through your son, but in your family we now have a job to do to help build each other up so that we can grow into maturity as each and every one of us does our part. Father, we thank you for the responsibility that you have given us to be your witnesses and to go and to make disciples of all nations and to help everyone discover their relationship with you. So, Father, this week as we contemplate these two questions about what our job is and who we are inviting, Father, would you lay on our hearts, would you convict us of these responsibilities in your family business? Father, if there are those that are listening this morning who are far from you, would you, would you call them to yourself today? Would you help them to know that They don't have to have it all together that your son makes them righteous. Help them come today and submit their lives to you and be adopted into your family. Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us to study your word. We thank you that you have revealed your will for us through it. So, Father, help us not only just to to read and to study, but to know. But, Father, help us to obey what your will is so that Jesus can call us his brothers and his sisters. Father, we thank you for this time together. And we ask all of this in his name. Amen.